0: And I feel like we're, we're at this kind of this precipice of truly unlocking that brilliance within and for each other, you know? And it's, it's like, as it's one, one of my favorite poems by Marianne, Marianne Williamson. As I let my light shine, I unconsciously allow others to do the same. Science, math, all proves it. We are these infinite beings. Then why does anybody struggle with with energy. If you just, you know, it's like, well, what are you focusing on? Are you are you tapping into every evening or every morning, you know, and, and bringing light into your body like we did before this? Are you like, are you focusing on, you know, really accessing that? Are you setting your intentions every day? Are you, are you, you know, um, writing out gratitude and, and, and you know and f- really focusing on what you have so that you can you can bring more of that into your life. and I think these are the, these are the small practices that you know if, if people truly knew that they worked and how easy it was, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be anybody that, that wouldn't do it. Welcome to your Awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian
1: Henry. What is up ascenders welcome back to another episode of the awaken podcast after about a year of being away from doing the show the guidance has dropped back in once again to start back having and sharing these interviews with some of the most interesting teachers that i've come across on my path the journey of doing so has greatly served me in the past and by the sounds of some of the feedback i've received some of you as well in fact just a few days ago i received a comment on one of our older episodes from someone asking why did you ever stop doing the show and so a big shout out goes to eddie on youtube this one's for you i'm excited to be back in this first episode back i'm speaking to lee davy who's a bridge a bridge to higher consciousness, greater understanding, better health. He supports many on the path of self-mastery and is actively co-creating a new earth. Some of the ways that he's doing so is as an author, the creator of the 5D breathwork method, co-founder of Connected Community, co-steward of Unified Alliance, and the co-owner of Malola Institute. In this episode, Lee and I get into a conversation around what it means to be superhuman. Because as you're soon about to hear, Lee not only believes that we are infinite and capable of so much more than we've yet to discover, but he also draws from scientific evidence to back this up. You're about to hear about where science intersects with spirituality. And how we can apply the growing scientific evidence of who we are and what we're capable of towards becoming superhuman. You'll also hear Lee share about what it takes to create true freedom, not just within ourselves, but in this world that we're living in, using what's referred to as the higher laws. So buckle up, Ascenders, because we're back with another episode of the Awaken podcast, and this one's with Lee Davey. Lee Davey is a bridge, a bridge to greater health, expand consciousness and understanding. He's also a self-mastery guide and author, a speaker, the creator of the 5D breathwork method, the most psychedelic breathwork on the market um, and that he's training other teachers in now as well. And just all around superhuman. And I expect that after this conversation, more of us are going to be feeling inspired to be one as well. Brother, before um, we hear from you, I, I want to first well, thank you for, for being here, but to, to also acknowledge you for something. Um, I want to acknowledge you for how you're embodying unity consciousness. Um, we've been friends for a while now, and we've had more than a few conversations. And um, in those conversations, I've just really felt this this clear sense of you wanting the best for for us um you're not thinking just about yourself you're thinking about one you're thinking about us and um well i want to acknowledge you for that and um yeah man just thank you for for serving oneness in the ways that you do
0: well thank you brother i I really appreciate that it uh, feels really honoring to to be to be seen like that and um as well, so thank you for thank you for seeing that and, and um, recognizing it. To you know, it is something that that I really I don't know for for I guess for as long as I can remember, I just have have aspired to to do more for for humanity for us, you know. And, and um, so it's uh, it's good that that's coming through, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. You say as long as you can remember. Um, but I'm willing to guess that there was some work involved to getting to that point of perceiving of, and feeling in alignment with, with serving oneness. Um, and I think that's probably the best place to, to start. Um, if there was work involved with that, how were you able to bring yourself to, to be, um, seeing the world from this, this lens of us,
0: mm-hmm. there was definitely, definitely lots of work. Um, it's, it's interesting, like, you know, as I, as I've gone on my journey in this life and, and just, um, you know, thinking back the, the first time I remember asking questions was like 13 years old, 13, 14, and, um, played hockey. I think I was skating probably right around the same time that I was walking. Like, I think around three years old, I was, I was on skates, so played hockey and then got into the gym and, and all this stuff. and it's just like every little piece I remember at 13 of, uh, writing, um, his name was Bill Phillips. He had a a book called body for life, and it was a 12 week transformation, like training program. Um, and like I was, I love weights. I think my first book was the bodybuilding encyclopedia um, from Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, and I had the little plastic weights with the cement inside them. And so, so, you know, besides hockey um, resistance training was, was probably my first, first love. Um, and I wrote this guy at, at that age, it was just like, you know, your, your transformation challenges is, is cool and all that, but kind of seems like you've, you've got it figured out. Like I, I've got this fire inside to do more, to be more, to, to help people. I have no idea what it is, but you know maybe you can mentor me, give me a job, take me under your wing. And and uh, of course he never responded. Um, and ever since then, I've just kind of been falling forward and, and finding the, the pieces of the puzzle, the pieces of my puzzle, um to clarify the picture of of who i am and uh you know and and what i'm capable of and along that journey you know of course when you when you look into you know things like the the medicine world and and uh, the the quantum world and and even the the quantum sciences now and you know breathware like everything all these tools are, are pointing to um the fact that we are one you know and, and so through that journey it's like okay these these pieces have helped me to to feel more comfortable in this skin and in, in my own skin um, and if they work for me then you know maybe they'll work for others and so You know, when I talk about being a guide, I don't, I don't like the idea of a coach or I feel like we're all, we're all coaches, we're all teachers and we're all students. And so just to be able to say, Hey, like here's a potential framework, you know, and and a lot of these tools work for me, maybe they will work for you. Maybe not in the same, you know, like maybe you're a little differently and you've got... What i call the sacred sacred self practice you've got that set up differently for yourself but you know if, if uh if at a fundamental quantum level we are all one we are all the same then um you know i, I offer these these tools as a potential bridge um for others to, to
1: to continue on their sacred self journey Yeah, what sort of tools are we referring to here
0: um, so, I mean, I love the intersection of science and spirituality. Um, so actually understanding the, the, like the science of the body, the neurophysiological aspects of kind of who we are, of, of, you know, how, um, we're programmed at a really young age and i I use program very literally because that's what happens before we have like before we have a conscious mind to discern and say oh i don't agree with that you know the subconscious mind is wide open so other people's thoughts feelings about each other about wealth about health all that ends up being our uh, you know, becoming for the most part, our operating system, right. And then that forms into a habitual way of being and, and patterning and, and all that stuff, um, that ends up running the show. So having that understanding, utilizing the breath work, if it's in front of you to do utilizing, um, medicines, you know, I don't know how many, like, I believe around 50 ayahuasca journeys I've done. Um, Uh, Bufo is another amazing medicine uh, comes from the Sonoran desert toad. So like that just takes you to oneness mushrooms. And of course, all of these would be, you know, intentional usage, Um, meditation, mantras, tonal activations. um, And, you know, really, if if I were to um, bring everything, like really kind of simplify, it would be, creating or, or, um, yeah, like accessing the ability to come more into
1: the present moment. That's what they're all supporting us in. If you had to bring it down to one. Yeah. Yeah, If I
0: were to oversimplify it, you know, so, um, and then, you know, and, and I feel like there's like, there's the mind body and the spirit that's, those are the facets of the self. Of course our, our emotional body is, is, I feel it's really intricately woven into our spiritual body um but if, if again just to oversimplify if we were to say you know there's the mind body spirit facets of who we are then you know there would have to be you know tools and, and information and education um under each of the facets of the self and so you know from the from the body perspective it's like there's movement there's breath work there's detoxification nutrition supplementation detox. um from the spiritual aspect it's like you could weave breathwork into that you know having that understanding of you know the higher laws the universal laws um, how to actually you know live from the higher laws uh, and then you know the meditation is woven in just, you know, kind of leveraged the the tools and the the pieces of the puzzle, right? To get those aspects of the self into your alignment and and all speaking the same language, then it's like, we can come more into the present moment. And then, you know, that's, that's where we, that's where the power is. That's where, that's where, you know, all of the amazing things that are possible, um, can can happen can manifest from you know if we're not present then we can't recognize them and and, you know we're we're fragmented and and our power is dispersed and you know, we're, we're kind of living from that Newtonian model of reality where we're really relying on the senses and, and we're perceiving the circumstances and, and people and situations and so we give, give the power away whereas if we're able to shut all of that off and come into the present moment and go inside then it's like we reclaim those fragments that energy and you know it's 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 so vast it's so infinite of who we truly are and what
1: we're truly capable of as superhumans, as superhumans, <laughs> I um, really enjoyed the uh, the simplification. I, I do actually f- I agree that you know bringing it all together as this being um, the various tools to support us into to alignment with our power, but also just um, bringing it down to to being present where where our power is. Um, I feel like is a, a really good way of tying it all together. Um, I also like that you you brought up the the different dimensions of this the the body the mind and the spirit because one of the directions that I was actually feeling inspired to go um, surprisingly actually when I was just kind of feeling into to our conversation um, is kind of starting with the the body piece um, I mean I think we we all kind of understand at this point at least uh, those that are tuning into this. Um, type of content this this holistic nature of body mind spirit all being um intertwined Um, but i'm really curious to hear from you this um drawing this connection between between the three um the the way that the the question's feeling inspired is how does taking care of our, our physical bodies our physical health connect to something like ascension spiritual growth
0: Well, and again, this kind of goes back to and and, my personal journey. um, Okay, what what is what's the lowest hanging fruit? Right, we live in a material world, and and you know we we think we're material based, and and all this stuff. And you know, this really is the, the temple that houses our spirit. So, if it's breaking down and I don't have any energy and I'm just trying to get through the day and you know and I'm maybe stuck in a job that I'm not super happy with, then it's like it's draining the life force from us. And so we don't even have the energy to entertain the big questions about, you know, like, well, who am I really? What is consciousness? What is oneness? What, you know, what is what is what does the quantum world say about all that stuff? What is manifestation? You know um like who am i really and and why am i why am i truly here you know so it's like if if this is breaking down and and, i mean money is part of that that physical equation too right if if we're if we're you know screwing around and we can't make ends meet and we're trying to pay the bills or we can't put food on the table you know and and typically at least what i've seen and, and i feel like this is an old paradigm that we're moving away from is you know it's you've got health or you've got money and typically it's one at the expense of the other and i feel like you know for us to really come into to balance again you know, i'll throw the, the the mind and the spirit back into this is you know we've got to hone the physical right we've got to we've got to create a strong physical temple and that's different types of movement training that's what we're taking into our bodies the nutrition aspect you know using and doing regular detoxification and different types of therapies you know if you're in the gym all the time then you know maybe you need some physiotherapy or athletic therapy or acupuncture or you know chinese medicine to again bring balance to that You want to be able to to create money doing what you're passionate about, right? And and that's going to give you the, the ability to actually stay in this form with a certain amount of longevity to do what you came here to do. But then if you're just focused on that, then I would argue there's there's not a whole lot of fulfillment. So that's where the spirit comes in It's like, okay. tuning into this energetic aspect of ourselves and saying, okay, like, you know, who am I really, you know, and it's, it's so infinite. It's so vast. Right. And, and you know, why am I truly here? Like, what you know, what do I truly love to do? What am I super passionate about? And if if you can, if you can really tap into that, and bring that into the equation, then all of a sudden you're honoring your spirit and your spiritual journey. You're honing the physical. And to me, that's what brings us into a place of mm.
1: So it sounds like without this, this foundation of physical health, even addressing or, or having the consciousness to Consider those questions and tap into to the inspiration of spirit coming through. Um, we we kind of close ourselves off from that when the the vessel isn't optimized or um, functioning in a in a um, effective performance. Um, yeah. I really, uh, I again agree that this this got to be a, a foundational piece. Um, now, I think another reason why this is coming up is because there's this what I've seen, and you may have as well, this, this wanting to, to bypass that with, with ideas about spirituality and consciousness. And I think being too immersed in that can actually take us out of the body and, um, caring for the, the physical vessel. Uh, so how do we, how do we bring these, these two things together? Bring, being being immersed or being connected to the physicality um and and addressing these these fundamental needs like health and and money um but then still being in alignment with and in tune with what spirit is calling for us
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I really feel like I mean there's there's so many, so many guides, so many coaches, so many organizations, um, retreats, workshops that, that you can, you know, that, that people can actually attend. Um, and I mean, for me, it's, it's, I feel like start with the lowest hanging fruit right? Like start with the area that you're maybe is easiest for you or that you most passionate about. Um, and for many, that is, that is the physical, right? Cause to, to again, you know, with no energy or dispersed energy and, and, um, um you know like giving that power away or like trying to put money on the table or you know food on the food on the table um you know from a from a job maybe you don't like it's like that is that is again that's taking life force away so you know find the things remember the things that used to put a smile on your face right get get moving get the blood flowing Right. If, if you do that, it's it's going to it's going to start to change how you feel. Right. And, and you can you can look at these as like small incremental steps until you're able to, to take a, a big leap. And that's you know, that's part of what I offer. It's called six months to self mastery, like becoming superhuman is like, what's what are the what are the tools that we can start to ingrain and start to start to make a habit that you know, before anything else happens, we're committing to ourselves first, right? And we're, we're filling our cup. And if that means you know you do have a job that currently you don't like, and you have to get up at four a.m., you know, getting up at four a.m. and spending two hours tending to the self, maybe doing some mindfulness stuff, you know, getting your mind right, choosing what you're going to focus on, um, doing a journal, doing gratitude, you know, writing out your perfect day. Like these are all exercises that I'll that I'll use with people. If you spend that first two hours actually filling your cup, you're gonna feel vastly different than if you got two hours of extra sleep and then you're shot out of a cannon and you're screwing around and getting your coffee and like doing your best to get to work on time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so set that time aside to actually fill your cup, do the lowest hanging fruit thing first. Right. And if that means you start with 10 minutes, you know, like two minutes of jumping jacks, push ups, sit ups, that's your starting point. Mm -hmm. Right. And then add an extra minute the next day. Right. More isn't necessarily better. Better is better and better leads to more.
1: More isn't necessarily better. Better is better. Yeah. And better, better leads, leads to more. Mm, I like that. Yeah. The, uh, the morning practice piece has been a, a game changer for me, man. I, I, I notice a, a vast difference in, in how I care about myself, how I feel, um, when I give myself that, that two hours, uh, actually, and sometimes it can be even more in the morning to, to prime the day. Um, the the interesting thing is i think a lot of people's reasoning for for not doing it is needing to to get to other things needing to to do and needing to um start on that that task list but um ironically um and i'm sure again you can probably relate we tend to be more productive and efficient when we we give ourselves that that time to to prime the day
0: yeah absolutely you know and it's it's like Are related to, to coherence because if you're always focused on the outside world and doing things and work and the kids and food and then the mind becomes very incoherent, right? As soon as you shut that off a little bit and you actually start to tune to yourself through meditation, through breath work, I mean, it doesn't cost anything to breathe right? Take 10 to 15 minutes every day and do some breath work. You're actually going to shut the thinking mind off. You're going to bring more coherence to the brain. You're going to lower inflammation in the body. You're just going to feel better. Right. And that coherence is going to, you know, when you, when you do have tasks or a list of things to get done, when you actually tend to those things with more coherence in the brain, it's not going to seem as, as, confusing. It's not going to seem as difficult. It's going to be like, Oh, like this is like, you know, like, boom, 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 boom. Like, I'm, I'm done. Wow. And it didn't take me near as long as I thought it was going to It's because there's more co- coherence there's more room in the brain to actually more efficiently tend to these things.
1: Mm. And it also, I think goes back to what you were sharing earlier about reaccessing the, the present moment where your, your power really lies. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And and you have more energy, like just, I mean, it's, it kind of compounds on itself. Mm. And, and, you know, the, the last thing I'll, I'll say is that the, you know, the brain is neuroplastic, which means it can change structurally and functionally. Right. But if you're not doing anything to change it, then you're susceptible to the, the pre-programming that happened up until the age of seven years old before you developed the intellect or the conscious mind to say, wait a minute, I don't, I don't agree that all Reddit people have temper. I don't agree that money is the root of all evil, right? But these subconscious programs are playing in the background unless we choose to and we change them by choosing to focus on and think about and feel about something differently. And then that literally rewires, it's called neuropruning. pruning, rewires the, the- Neural pruning, you said? Neuropruning. pruning. So every time we think a thought, we, we make a new neural connection, right? And, but if we don't return to that thought in hours or days, it prunes apart. The same thing happens with all of those thoughts and feelings that we've wired and fired in the mind over and over again since a very young age but this is like there's like this little glue that that is in between the neural synapses and that glue gets very very strong mm-hmm. right so that's why it's so habitual the way most people operate but if you like choose to think about something else right and then return to that new thought over and over again the, the neural networks of the old way of thinking start to lessen until they eventually prune apart because there's only so much glue to go around. So when the glue is stolen from these neural synapses and, and used to strengthen these new ones, then all of a sudden you've got the old patterning that, that literally breaks apart and prunes apart. And then you've got the new patterning that actually begins to strengthen.
1: Okay. And just to be clear, that that term neuropruning refers to the, the actual breaking apart of, of that those glued um neurons? Yeah. Okay. So I mean this very much ties into the concept of neuroplasticity. This is how neuroplasticity is taking place, it sounds yeah. Or one absolutely. of one of the mechanisms behind it. Cause I also believe um is this the the function or the process behind um neurons that fire together, wire together?
0: I, I believe so. And and you know, obviously there's there's the this the cells that are actually holding on to all the stuff, like the the um, the microtubules, these little hair like fibers within the cells, that's actually holding on to the you know, like the ninety-five percent of the subconscious mind you know and the, the subconscious programming, that's what's holding on to it, right? So you know, it's it's like we think and then we feel we think and then we feel until the feeling ends up becoming the habitual way of being in the world. So then we we search for the things that make us feel those feelings because it's super familiar. And then that we just think the thoughts. Right. So it's it's kind of this vicious cycle that that begins to happen. Whereas if, you know, if we can take that time every day to tune in to, you know the world that we want, how we want to feel, what we want in our lives, right? And then we're actually starting to to change that that neurochemistry.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you tied it together there. You know um, how we can use the the morning um, that that priming time as kind of practice training, and not just I'm like to to actually invoke physiological changes in our, in our body that leads us to, to reside in those, those states that we're, we're practicing. Um, it, it truly can have a an effect. And, um, I think another word that I feel is uh, fitting here is, um, rehearsing your your day, um, taking that time to, to rehearse how you want to be thinking, feeling, and experiencing your day. Um, and the, the sort of effect that that can have, um, to, to kind of kick things off with, uh, this is all happening in perfect time, by the way, because I just started diving back into uh, Joe Suspense's work. And of course, um, it's all very much in alignment with what we're sharing here. Didn't expect all of this to come up, but um, I think it's an important conversation to have in alignment with what I'm going to ask. Next, and it's, um, you know, the terms come up a few times now, uh, superhuman, what does it mean to, to be superhuman?
0: I just, you know, for me, I feel like we've, we've been so duped into this idea that we're just, you know, these little little human things and we don't really have any power and, and you know, that other people are more capable than we are. And, and that there are certain people in the world that are like special or, you know, can make lots of money or, you know, can play sports at a really high level, but, but we can't. And, <laughs> I mean, again, at a fundamental level, it's like we're we're all the same, and it's just how how are we applying ourselves, right? And and I feel like we're we're at this period of truly unlocking our brilliance, truly unlocking who we truly are, and that is, you know, as mind, body, spirit beings, and you know, there there I've been in Tulum. Uh, mexico for the for the last last couple of years on and off and and there are so many like so many wizards and and energetic healers and just brilliant minds you know and and, um and i feel like we're we're at this kind of this precipice of truly unlocking that brilliance within and for each other you know and it's, it's like it's one of my, one of my favorite poems by Marianne, Marianne Williamson, she, you know, she talks about how, as I let my light shine, you know, I unconsciously allow others to do the same. And so I think, you know, we're, we're really at this time of, of just remembering how amazing mm-hmm. we truly are as energetic beings and it's like as, as we step more fully into that into that you know the just the brilliance and, and the light that that we truly are um we provide examples and, and you know more and more people are like wow like yeah i like i am infinite i am capable i i like if we are each the universe and science math all proves it um, you know that, that we are these infinite beings. Then why does anybody struggle with with energy issues? You know, it's like, well, what are you focusing on? Are you are you tapping into every evening or every morning? You know, and, and bringing light into your body like we did before this. Are you like, are you focusing on you know really accessing that? Are you setting your intentions every day? Are you are you you know. Um, writing out gratitude and, 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 you know, and really focusing on what you have so that you can, you can bring more of that into your life. And I think these are the, these are the small practices that, you know, if if people truly knew that they worked and how easy it was, Mm -hmm. there wouldn't be anybody that, that wouldn't do it, you know, but again, that's, there's there's an overriding of old programming that has to happen and then kind of a a a belief that it's possible to open people up to it and then once you believe that it's possible you just have to you just have to do it you have to commit to doing it right and and with that commitment and that discipline to continue to train yourself um then it's like you unlock more quickly and, and things open up and then all of a sudden you see results and you're like oh wow like Maybe it was that a coincidence or does this actually work, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to put this out there and I think we're going to come back to it. But um, there's the the message there that, you know, um, if you knew what was possible, you you would do the work. Uh, but I do think that there are people out there that that know that they're they're capable of so much more and for for whatever reason, um, which is what I want to explore, what keeps them from from actualizing that. Um, but even before that, I, I kind of want to hear a little bit about uh, this math and science that speaks to our infiniteness. Uh, you mentioned that there's there's evidence for this. Um, is there any there that you'd care to to share with us?
0: Yeah, so um, Nassim Harriman is a -A -A H-A-R-A-M-E-I-N, is a unification physicist, and his organization, the Resonance Academy, um, years ago, he wrote a paper called the Schwarzschild Proton. And basically, it was because, like, before that... um, the the quantum physics and and cosmology like universal physics basically agreed to disagree they're like oh you know things are separate and like the math the numbers don't add up and so you know we're living in this this separate um you know universe kind of thing uh and what he discovered and and what he um, brought to light was that that's not the case at all that everything is connected from the infinitely small to the infinitely large and there's kind of this straight line that goes through all of it and we are humans mankind is at the center of it Um, and at the center of that is the atom Right. And so basically, he, he took a, a centimeter cubed square of space. Right. So, really, really tiny um, square cubed meter of space. And he filled it with what at the time was our smallest measurable unit that, that we could actually like measure and perceive. And it's called the Planck unit. And every Planck is billions of times smaller than an atom. But he filled this centimeter cube square of space with the Planck unit, and it came, it came out to ten to the fifty-five grams of energy density.
1: Now, the what does that mean? Ten to the fifty-five grams of energy and density. So, density?
0: like ten with ten with fifty-five zeros. So, if you're actually able to measure the like the density, the density of, right. of that centimeter cube square of space, and yeah. that's how much density would be in it with the Planck unit okay right and then he took basically um sorry 10 10 to the 99 10 to the 99. then he took all of the like the mass of our known universe at the time like squashed it into the same centimeter cube square of space and that was 10 to the 55 grams so there are 10 to the 39 orders of magnitude greater energy density in every like centimeter cubed square of space than all of the mass in the known universe. So, so people talk about the the unified field or the quantum field or you know that sea of energy that connects connects us all that connects everything Mm -hmm. right or at at a microscopic level you wouldn't see my finger you wouldn't see this phone you would actually see this the space in between and the particles that you know that are that are basically surrounded by empty space right but that's all energy that's all density everything like the air that we breathe and, and everything we perceive, even though it looks like it's empty space is infinitely dense with energy mm-hmm. and each of those centimeter cubes square is, is 10 to 39 orders of magnitude greater density than the mass of the universe. Otherwise it's infinite. Like it's just a way to, to quantify it. Right. And within that, within those spaces, within this, you know, this, this field, this quantum field that we're literally swimming in that energy is information. And so when we talk about like the breath work and and really like quieting the mind and and tuning in you know we can access that infinite information and whether it comes in as healing to the to the body or as you know genius and and being able to download you know and, and speak you know, brilliantly and and very simply about the most um, grandiose things, or um, You know, an idea for the next business, or you know, whatever it is, it's like we've got that capacity to to tune into that infinite energy around us and actually become a become a conduit, become a channel for it to flow through us. And then that's you know, in, in my humble opinion, that's what we're here, we're here to do. You know, we're here to create. We're here to make. Leo, cut off a quick
1: second. We're here to. We're here to, to create
0: like we're, we're creator beings, you know, we're here to make manifest all that is in our hearts, but we can't do that if we're, you know, worried about putting food on the table. Yeah.
1: What's the evidence then that we're able to, to access this infinite intelligence that is seemingly um, outside of us.
0: I think, I mean, more and more, um, I mean, you, you mentioned Joe Dispenza earlier, right? Like his, his, uh, his retreats and, and that sort of thing, um, you know, people are healing from what was once thought to be chronic, chronic illness or disease, you know, everything from, from cancer to, you know paraplegia and and quadriplegia, you know, people are walking again and talking again and seeing again. And, um, you know, the, the, the new technologies that are coming online, you know, the external technologies, there's, there's, um, quantum energy wellness beds that, that help people to essentially, um, create the resources necessary to, again, fully heal. You know those that weren't able to see or seeing again and so so there's all this all this stuff um and in information and technology and that's just coming out now that is reminding us just how powerful we are and whether it's the creation of the technology itself or the healing of the self or the like you know like having brilliant ideas or um Even I would say, you know, like there's there's people around the world that are like having very similar visions, if you will, for, for example, buying land and building community. Like, I know of at least 20 land and community projects where it's like if you talk, you know, with with all 20 of, of the project leaders. They've, they've got basically the same vision, maybe from a different perspective. Um, but it's, it's the same, same vision. Mm-hmm. So how, how does that happen if there isn't a, a unified field that connects us all? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like a lot of them are starting to know of each other and, and connect and talk now, but I mean, before, um, before they did, it was, it was just an idea. You know i don't know how many people that i still talk to are like yeah you know what i really want to buy land and build a community it's like welcome
1: you know because there's there's hundreds
0: probably thousands
1: mm-hmm. what do you think we are capable of in access and this unified field
0: honestly if anything anything we want i think we're slowly remembering how to do that and and it's interesting like something like um telepathy has been in my field over the last the last week like three or four different people have mentioned it and they're like yeah like we should we should be able to communicate with their, these devices with it you know technology because like we are the technology right so i feel like we're at a time where you know all of our gifts if you will to be able to channel, to be able to heal with touch and 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 intention and, and energy, um, to be able to communicate without devices, you know, all of this stuff is is really coming back on online. Um, you know, to be able to, to be able to heal our our physical forms. Like I feel like there's a I talked about the blueprint for the kind of the land and the communities. I think we each have a, a divine blueprint. And, and we can access that, you know, as the highest versions of our mind, body, spirit and selves. I feel like, you know, we're, we're in this process of transitioning from carbon based beings to, to crystalline based beings. And so does that mean we're, we're going to be able to close our eyes and, and eventually like, you know, end up in a, in another place, like actually traveling, there's, there's things like astral travel and, and different things like that. But, you know, are we actually going to be able to, to physically transport ourselves, um, at some point, <laughs> probably not anytime soon, but I feel like our capabilities of are, are just so vast. And, and we're really just at the, at the you know, like, newborn baby,
1: um, steps of remembering what that actually is. And then what are our newborn baby steps towards that power? Towards what? Sorry. Towards accessing this sort of potential.
0: I feel like it's really everything we talked about, you know, it's, it's like, what are you doing first? of uh, and foremost for yourself, like what, what is your sacred self practice? You know, how, how are you tending to the self, um, you know, setting loving boundaries and, and doing the things to, to really fill your cup, to remember, you know, and, and before that, it's like, are you open to this? Are you open to the idea that something inside, inside of you is greater than any circumstance? is greater than you know any any thought that you've ever had or, or any perception of the self. And I, and I, always, I always say, I wrote a, I wrote a book in, in 2014 called Conscious Endeavor. And at the beginning of the book, I talk about, you know, like what if what you think you know and who you think you are is just that, the thoughts. What if it's not truth? What if you're so much more than that? And so begin to question everything. Mm. Question, you know, question who you think you are. Question what you think you know. And and then start to do the research to see like are are these traditions or holidays or you know ways of being or you know what I'm doing in my life is that just habitual or is that actually based on truth? And and this kind of takes us into like you know universal law and actually One of my commitments this year is to do my best and and set the intention to operate from the the foundational law, which is the law of love and what is true. It's what every other law is, is based on and compelled to enforce. It includes doing no harm to another. It includes to always seek to discover what is true, To allow everything and to feel everything. So what would it be like if we all lived from the law of love and and what is true? And it's, it's it's a journey of discovery, you know, because a lot of the things I thought were true are not.
1: So what is the truth? Where do these laws come from? the universal I think laws
0: yeah yeah so um actually the 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 law of love and, and what is true um then the universal laws so things like cause and effect and polarity and um vibration and, and you know all of these are, are kind of the universal laws and, and they're the so the second step up and, and they they essentially provide all of creation with a with a mathematical and scientific framework from from which you know everything kind of kind of manifests or emanates from then we've got the laws of the soul and then we've got our law coming to I. and this is something i've been very passionate about is okay like especially with everything that's happened over the last couple of years I'm, you know, and, and I think kind of this goes back to the, you know, like being spiritual. It's like, no, I'm, I'm free here and I'm free here. like, so, Okay, but can you operate in the world freely without having to do anything that would be against your free will? And the conclusion I came to was no. So it's like, how can I actually be free? And if we learn to and remember to actually operate from the higher laws, then we get that kind of that energetics in order, right? And we really clean out the mind, body, spirit aspects of who we are. And again, that foundational law is the law of love and what is true, then we can actually express our law. And we each have our own law. And you know to be able to express that law to hold others of mankind accountable for their actions when at times they wrong harm and or trespass against me it's it's a different it's a it's this idea of radical self-responsibility and moving and it's, it's implied that we're all playing by the set of rules and I got to call the cops or I got to call a lawyer. Those are all fictitious titles. We can step in from behind those fictitious titles. Anything state issued ID is, is a fictitious title, right? And, and this whole idea of commerce in the legal jurisdiction has been created to trap us and to engage us in commerce. That's all it really is. And we can step out from behind that when we operate from the higher laws to truly free ourselves and uphold all of our rights. And the highest right that we have as men and women is to that of our property, which includes our body, which includes the money that we make, which includes our land, our homes, our cars, all of that stuff. And so, you know, for me, this was kind of the missing piece. And if people ask me what I do, it's it's like, yes, a guide. And, um, it's really it's all about freedom, like freeing the self on all aspects, you know, and coming back to wholeness.
1: By the sounds of it, what you're what you're sharing is that well, my my understanding, and let me know if I'm, I'm missing anything here, is um there's this practice of freeing ourselves within ourselves, um, freeing ourselves from our limitations, from our self-imposed um um, limiting beliefs and perspectives, um, but then there's also this this um, more physical experience of a freedom that we we haven't yet accessed and created for ourselves. Um, and what you're you're describing here with regards to to legal and um, how I've heard you share kind of the shift from legal to to these higher laws is. How you but it um this is to to neglect that or bypass that isn't to actualize full true freedom
0: yeah 100 100 you know and, and um because it you know it's it's said that essentially as soon as we accept our birth certificate and the all capitalization of our names the all capitalization in the black law dictionary literally means the diminishment of status and it's said that our souls are lost at sea and we begin operating as this corporate fiction known as a strong man or dead entity right that's our corporate identification number and so you know every time we use that and and the the entity that creates the thing owns the thing so because the state created our identification they own that creation, so they literally own us, right? So that's not freedom. That's not the world that I came for. And and I, I've uh, I've been doing a a little uh, thing on uh, social media where I'm talking about the higher you know the higher laws and sharing these laws. And you know, I would I'll plant the seed that you know if. If man's law were in um, harmony with the higher laws, then the, the, um, the amount of morality that is attached to that would be incredibly high, but because it's not in alignment, because man's law is not in alignment with the higher laws. The amount of morality that most of the world is dealing with is, is quite, quite low. Mm -hmm. And if man's law were in harmony with higher law, we wouldn't need a lot of man's laws because the only thing we need to do is live from the law of love and what is true. And if we're not doing harm unto another, then there's really no reason for any of the other laws.
1: Mm Hmm. Welcome. I want you to, Speak to someone like me, um, as well as I'm sure many others, um, that probably can relate in, in this way. Um, you know, there's this, this process, this practice of self-mastery that this journey that, that I'm on and I'm, I'm very focused on actualizing my, my own highest potential, um. But when it comes to something like what you're describing, our, our legal system and the state of it, and um, I can't say I've I've gotten to that point of really, really considering that or really considering much about what I can do about that or if I should do anything about that. Um, it just hasn't been uh, a, a focus of mine. Um, so... Yeah. What sort of words do you have to someone that like myself is I'm I'm, self mastery is definitely a a primary intention. Um, but kind of the, the stance I've been taking around that sort of thing is um, that's the world we're living in. I'm going to, to do my best to, to be my best within that world.
0: Well, again, using this idea of a bridge, it's like, yes, so this, this is the world that we're in, and we've been taught to live within this framework. Um, but as an example, instead of creating a, a corporation or an LLC for our businesses, we can create a ministry, a faith-based ministry, a 508 C1A, which is not taxable which basically the, the um, charters and, and bylaws within the ministries that we create becomes our governing body. We're not taught that, right? So, so what and are the... This mechanisms?
1: is already in place. Like this is something that we can already do. We can start a ministry. And sure. the the bylaws that... Could you just repeat that last sentence that you said for me? I think is an so, important thing.
0: So the, the bylaws and, and the charter, like the founding documents for the ministry becomes the law within which within we operate. It. And you're not and subject to taxation goes away. Government interference goes away. I mean, you look at the church, right? The, the traditional church. That's so there's there's church you can create. Then there's ministry. Then there's private men, membership associations and the it creates a, a a lawful jurisdiction from within which we can operate versus the assumed legal jurisdiction that most people create for themselves by creating a corporation or an LLC or a sole proprietorship or whatever, whatever it is, right? So you know, to be able to have this understanding and then create these lawful protective mechanisms so that, you know, we're actually stating, and and, you know, it said that law is expressed, legal is implied. So if we don't say anything, then it's implied that we're playing by this set of rules. But if we actually set up our no trespass signs, and that's basically what it is to that of our property, by creating ministries, by, you know, learning the difference between languaging, like as an example, People, person, citizen are all legal definitions and they don't mean what what we think they mean. Only a man or woman can operate from law and I can pull any other man or woman out from behind their title, their fictitious title, whether it's a doctor, a lawyer, president, prime minister, they're all like donning these fictitious title in this legal under the bar association. And we can pull them out from behind that to hold them directly liable. Through notice of liability, Cal Washington out of uh, out of Vancouver liable in what way? Why? literally liable for their
1: actions. So if, if somebody says is the legal system, or this is it creates a no, it's a separate jurisdiction. Okay, so we, and we what's that separate of, jurisdiction.
0: So we pull them out of the legal jurisdiction into one of law and so law is is
1: law beyond our our concepts of society and is are you referring to something more more expanded beyond that
0: yeah cuz okay. cuz legal legal is not law it's known as color of law and so all the mandates statutes acts codes like a mandate is not a law and and I've got I've got a definition for it that I can that I can send or um, I could try to find to read, but um, it's it's they're not laws they're they're color of law mm-hmm. um, and so like as an example under law it's not lawful for anyone to hold anyone at gunpoint or for anyone to steal anything from anyone else right that's that would be a trespass but it's legal for those with badges to steal plants from you or mushrooms from you or, um, or to hold you at gunpoint. Right. But it's not lawful for anybody to do that. Mm -hmm. And so law trumps legal in terms of, you know, so, so I can, so let's just say a police officer comes and they unlawfully detain me and then they take possessions of mine for whatever reason. Right. Under like the legal and there's, you know, maybe I can file a complaint or I can can do all the stuff and go through the legal process. And like, it takes a long out period of time. I can pull that man or woman from behind their badge under law with a series of notices saying, you did this, you did this, you did this. I consider this a trespass. You send that series of notices and if they haven't responded or haven't um, provided remedy to that, um, to that trespass or that controversy, because again, the, the legal system thrives on controversy. So our intent is to bring remedy to any and all controversy. So if they haven't actually replied to that and made remedy, then I can invite them into a court of law through which I actually return the judge into a magistrate with my rules of the court. And we each have the capacity to do that. So the highest court in the land is actually like Brian's court, Lee's court. But we have to know how to do it. We have to know how to how to right size the ship and pull people and pull people out of the legal jurisdiction and for us to actually remain in it because the the courts, they're going to try to, to pull us back into the legal where they have jurisdiction. So it comes down to our rights of property, the highest rights that we have, and jurisdiction.
1: what is law where does it come from and who governs it say that last part again what is law where does it come from and who govern governs it
0: we we govern ourselves we should we should be able to govern ourselves and again these laws they're they're higher laws they're 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 foundational frameworks for um for the world within which we live. Some would call it common law. Others would call it natural law, but it's, it's just, it's law common to I.
1: These are all synonymous, natural law, common law.
0: Ish. I mean, if if you're talking about it, they are. Although, um, I do believe that, that, uh, again the the legal jurisdiction keeps changing words um to mean something else so like sovereign i believe or sovereign sovereign citizen um i believe now in the u.s is is actually a um oh like a like a terrorist um name now basically so if you call yourself a sovereign citizen then you can get yourself into trouble whereas if you're just the man or woman operating from just law so like these other words tend to diminish the status
1: Mm -hmm. has anyone done this successfully
0: yeah, I, I'm hearing of more and more people. So I mentioned Cal Washington out of Vancouver. He set himself free. His um, his organization in power, um, which is set up under Revelation 18 uh, church. And again, these churches and ministries are not um, they're not religious based. They're faith based in nature. Right? so my ministry ministry of unified alliances is set up as a, a, a faith in nature right or natural law or law um so cal cal has has removed himself completely from uh the legal jurisdiction so he operates as a free man like totally 100 percent, in all aspects of his life um and was in and out of courts for a number of years and um to kind of figure all this stuff out and um so he's done it the uh the other group that i've been learning from called the sovereign's way and i can can provide links and stuff like that if if you want to share that um is uh uh, Greg and John. So Greg's from the UK, John's from Canada. They both been in it, of course. So they've f- literally freed themselves. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing of more and more people that are, um, either have done this or are in the process of doing it to free themselves. And, and that's the thing, right? Like that's, that's in part what, I'm in the process of doing is creating the the mechanisms and creating an example of okay like you want to do this part of it this is what you do this is who you go to 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 actually create your ministry you want to do this part of it this is who you go to to actually create your private trust web you want to actually learn law common to i you go to the sovereign's way and you do this and you know once once enough of us do this I feel that's when things will change because right now, if if I just do it, then I'm free, but that doesn't change anything. They're just like, this guy's too much trouble. Like let's, let's let him go. But if thousands of us do it, then it changes. Then we build the world and operate in the world, the way that we were meant to As free men and women.
1: I was going to ask you to sum it all up, but I think you might've just done so.
0: <laughs> I feel like, if we go back to the puzzle, the, like the, like the, this idea of a puzzle, puzzle. you know, and, and wherever you are with putting your puzzle together, putting the pieces of that together, start with the self. Take those little incremental steps, right? And, and maybe it's the physical self. Feel better. Think better. You know, and Abraham Hicks talks about, you know, just reach for better thinking thoughts and better feeling feelings. If you can do that, then you start to get into this stream, you know, going down into ever expanding better thinking thoughts and better feeling feelings then you can really get the mind right so you got to get the mind right you got to get the body right and and maybe it's maybe it's mind first and then body maybe it's body first and then mind right but if you can if you can do that if you can feel better if you can start to elevate your frequency if you can start to change your focus right And and i look at like all of these things as well as as frequencies if we're beginning to optimize thoughts, our feelings, the words that we speak, the food that we eat, the water that we drink, through structuring it, you know, our movement, then we're gonna start to operate at a higher frequency. We're gonna start to vibrate at a higher level, right? Then we start to entertain, you know, the idea of, of consciousness and who am I really in, you know, what am I tr- truly capable of and, you know, what would that feel like to really be in alignment and, and not only be an activated embodied version of that, but a fully expressed version of that and then it's like okay now how can i so that feels better i feel amazing i'm starting to work passionately on on, you know what i love to do every single day and i'm impacting others and others are impacting me and i just feel aligned and vibrant and excited about life and you know the abundance is starting to roll in now how can i truly free myself Hey, let's start to look at the the law piece. And maybe I should create a ministry for my organization because I hate taxes. Like, I don't even know what they do with them. Like, is that is that even lawful? Or is it just a legal thing to steal my money for my hard, you know, the, the hard work, the, the efforts that I put into my life? You know, do they do they even have any, like, like why is that a thing? You know, people say that, oh, well, they build the roads and they do this and then do that. If you look into it, the the amount of money that is put towards those things, like infrastructure is very, very little, you know? So, so, you know, just start to question those things and open yourself up to the idea and add the piece incrementally, you know, the next piece, take the next step. And then when you do that, it's like all of a sudden you're going to be ready. Okay. Yeah. Let's create a ministry. Okay. Yeah. This final piece, this, this bridge that we're walking across, is to walk as as the fully activated fully embodied fully expressed versions of our highest self and to do so in a world that is truly free you know and and, and we've truly taken radical self-responsibility for all of our thoughts feelings and actions and when we get to that point and when we each are able to do that that's when the world that we came for the new earth, the new world, that so many of us see and, and you know, that blueprint and visions that, that we're all holding will be here.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head when you said start with the self, because I think without first building that foundation, um, everything that you're describing after, you know, creating a, a world where we get to experience collective freedom, um, the The inspiration for that i don't I don't think is something we can really, really truly connect with until we've first um, addressed the the self and and getting our our energy right, getting our thoughts right, getting our bodies right. And then with that energy, um the stuff that comes after becomes inspiring, more clear. Um, so I, I feel like it's a great way to to tie it all together um, under this scope of self-mastery and becoming superhuman and freedom. Um so thank you, brother, for for sharing about all of it. Um I think again you you did it for me, but I'm gonna ask the question anyway, uh, because it's the the grand finale question. Um you ready for it? Let's go. You spoke about telepath uh telepathy earlier. Um well guess what you just actualized the, the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. What do you say?
0: If I'm just, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I would say that you are so much more than what you've ever been led to believe or perceive or think, you know? And, and if you just open yourself just a little to that possibility, to the infiniteness that is you, and you take the, the first next step, whatever that is for you, right? And, and being open to that idea is is that first step. And then the other steps will show up. You don't have to know the how. You just have to be open to the journey. And if you take that step and that step, you know, they say that, the, you know, journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. If you just take that first step and you keep doing the next step and the next step and, and, you know, engaging in the next thing that's in front of you. I promise you that the amount of love, healing, wholeness, abundance, connection, it just continues to increase with each of those steps with the more that you open up to it. And if you do open yourself, your whole world can change in an instant. And when it does, you're going to realize the infiniteness that is you. When you do that, all the pain is going to go away. The healing is going to continue to deepen. You're gonna feel more love than you've ever experienced, and thought that was even possible. And it is infinite. It does continue to expand. And you're gonna make manifest all that is in your heart. You're able to do that, and enough of us do it. That's when the new world will be born. And that, to me, is. That's true freedom. That is why we're here. We're here to create a new world. So take that first next step.
1: Thank you again, brother, for embodying unity in the ways that you do and for continuing to take the next step forward in co-creating this new world
0: thank you so much brother thank you for all that that you're doing with together we ascend and for for having me on your show uh, i really appreciate it and, um can't see it can't wait to see you know what what else we uh
1: we co-create and manifest together oh i'm glad you know that there is more to come actually I'll before hope. you go um anything that you'd like to, to share or invite others into, um, we'll we'll definitely include all your links in the, the show notes, but, um, anything that you'd like to to share or announce?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I'm, uh, host the, uh, the 5d teacher trainings. It's all, it's also a deep dive. So if you just want to do it for personal reasons, um, you can, you can jump into that. It's a six week course um it's fully recorded so it's it's remote so anywhere in the world um and or you can uh you can join for the teacher training aspect of it um next one is is coming up uh actually saturday so january 21st it begins and we've got the academy that's launching so we'll have a a teacher kind of ownership stream and just like a regular membership stream so if that's of interest um you can always connect me with me about that the uh six months to superhuman and and self-mastery um that is kind of an evergreen that that continues on so if that's of interest um And I've got a darkness retreat coming up, February 22nd, and we're gonna spend four days in total darkness. Um, We're gonna be uh, just juicing, so it's a detoxification. We'll be meditating, um, doing breath work, tonal activations. It's it's really, really profound. It's the second one. I I led one last year, um, and it was really, really powerful. process to, to go in. So that is in person, it's in uh, Tulum, Mexico. So if, if you feel called for that, otherwise just, um, just give me a follow on uh, Instagram at five D breath and, um, and or Facebook. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if there's, if there's anything, um, you know, that, 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 you need support with on your journey, I'm always happy to, to have a conversation about that.
1: Um,
0: able to share, you know, any, any guidance, uh, or any bridges that I'm able to, if I'm able to.
1: Amazing. A lot there family. And thank you again, Lee, for, for all those shares and invitations. Um, again, mm-hmm. everything you've mentioned there will definitely be in the, uh, the show notes. I'll say thank you again, my yeah. man, for, for this amazing conversation and well, to all the other amazing things that are to come. Oh, thank you, brother senders i hope that you enjoyed this first episode back of the Awaken podcast with lee davy and i trust that you're coming out of it feeling more inspired to discover what you are capable of becoming because we are infinite and capable of so much more and our science continues to grow in the amount of evidence we have to support this truth and by a applying this understanding to our sacred self-practice and our process of subconscious reprogramming, you might just find yourself feeling and being superhuman. Which is exactly what we've been working on together in the Ascend Academy, our community of awakened leaders who are coming together to ascend together. As a member of the Academy, you'll join us for three sessions a month where we come together to learn from each other, to grow with each other, as well as the many guest teachers that I bring in to help support us. And not only will you get access to these live sessions, but you'll also be able to look back at the growing library of ascension-related masterclasses that we have, all created to support you in your process and if there's one thing that i'm constantly seeing evidence as being one of the most influential factors in our process it's who we are surrounding ourselves with and so only really being in the experience of what's been taking place in the academy can truly speak to how powerful it can be and beneficial it is it has been for us and if you're interested in discovering what it can mean for you to be surrounded by people who already strike me as being superhuman I invite you to give this a shot by activating a free 30-day trial in the Ascend Academy. You can head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com to activate your free trial. Ascenders, that is going to be all for this first episode back of the Awakened Podcast. I'm excited to be back and to have you here with us. This is going to be the first of many. So until then, keep ascending.